Hello and welcome back to the Real World Fitness Podcast. Uh, I'm back again after a bit of a hiatus. So yeah, I guess the last time I did one of these was kind of like the beginning of uh, of lockdown really and I guess probably had a little bit more, more time on my hands. Uh, other people did so I was able to get a few guests on and a few mates that I'd not spoken to for a while and get them on to give their thoughts on things and then uh, as it went on, I guess struggled to get guests into it, and I, I guess I'm going to like kind of call myself out for my own sort of BS in the same way that I guess like I do with clients to do with like their diet and their nutrition and things like that. When it, like one of the biggest things I find people with their diets is consistency, and that's exactly what I've not been doing with this. I've not been consistent with it because I've been telling myself things like, "Oh, I've not got guests on it. There's no point me doing it," and then. You know, uh, you know, people don't want to hear me just sitting here talking on my own. Um, when actually, you know, I can still offer value people to people doing things like this. I can still get it out there. I can still make it entertaining. Well, hopefully you guys will tell me that. Um, you just need to do it. And then when you stop doing it, you fall out of the habit of doing it. You put it off. You build it up in your head to something that like, it's going to be harder to do than it actually is. And then you never get around to doing it again. And that's exactly what people do with with their diets so gave my gave myself a bit of a chat the other week and decided that kind of like screw it i'm just going to do it that every week i'd sit down like this and if nothing else i'd sit my breakfast bar like i am now with my laptop my mic some notes and we just sit down and we'd have a chat and you know we'll go through things that have been i guess that have been happening you know things that are going on to do with i guess fitness and diet that are getting posted about in the minute um, I give my thoughts on them, do things that are, like offer some thoughts that are, are going to help you guys and you're going to be able to get some value out of and maybe apply to your own diet, your own training. Um, and then, yeah, if there's people have got feedback, then that'd be great. I always want to make sure that I'm doing whatever I can to help you guys. So feel free to you know find us on Instagram, Facebook, like wherever, drop us a message, email me, let me know, I guess, topics. Uh, guests or people you'd like to get on because I, I do want to speak to a few more people and get some guests on here for you um, and then kind of grow it from there really and hopefully with the feedback from you guys and the stuff that uh, or I guess the stuff that I'm going to do consistently so me being consistent with this again then hopefully we'll get it going and we'll uh, we'll kick on with it and that from here so it's been a bit of a weird few months hasn't it really so lockdown the gyms have been closed you know, none of us have been, we've all been working from home. Some of you might have been having to homeschool kids. I've been locked up in the house with a uh, wife and she was a four-month-old baby at the start of lockdown. She's now a 10-month-old. So in some ways, it's been positive because I've been able to spend a lot of time with Lila, my little girl, and seeing her growing has been, you know, it's been brilliant. And that's probably time that I wouldn't have got with her. So trying to see the positive of that is great. And I have to keep reminding myself of that when there have been days when you're trying to do work and she's not been sleeping, she's been tired, grumpy, crying a lot. It's raining, so we can't get outside. And certainly at the beginning of lockdown, when we're not supposed to be going out very often, like you've had to remind yourself these positives to, uh, to this and the screaming baby's driving you uh, insane. But we're kind of at the end of that now. And I guess kind of life's changed again so for for me you know some some of you might be going back into work we you know i say we're getting back into work again like my wife lucy she's back in work again now 
Lila started at nursery. So our lives kind of changed and like change is probably going to be the topic of kind of today's email, uh, today's email, today's podcast really, because this year has kind of been, you know, a lot about change. Nobody has been able to predict what was going to happen this year. Nobody's going to predict that we're in a global pandemic where we'll be going into lockdown, where we'll be having to spend a lot of time at home. We wouldn't be able to go to work. We wouldn't be able to go to the gym. We wouldn't be able to go to pubs, restaurants, shops. We wouldn't be able to go socializing with friends. We'd all be sitting around doing Zoom quizzes on a Friday night, drinking from home. You know, nobody, you'd have probably had more chance of winning the lottery than you would have done predicting what was going to happen this year. So it's been a year of ups and downs and certainly like I said for me, like the start of lockdown was a bit weird. But if I look at it from from training point of view, I kind of like started off being a bit, I guess, fed up that I couldn't go in the gym, that I didn't really have any kit to train with at home. I then managed to get hold of a TRX and we've had that hanging off one of the doors uh, in my kitchen. So when the phrase abs are made in the kitchen, which I think is absolute garbage. However, when you're training in your kitchen, abs are literally made in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, kind of got hold of a TRX. We then after a bit got hold of some kettlebells as well. So I kind of actually got into it and enjoyed doing something a little bit different. My training, you know, kind of basing it around, I guess, conditioning workouts a bit more, some stuff where I'm getting my heart rate up, you're getting a sweat on, you're you know, there's shorter rest periods, more full body stuff. Whereas in the gym, normally I like, you know, my, my training structure normally is more what you class as heavier weights, kind of lower reps, if you like. So I like working around six, eights or less for my main lifts and then like increasing the, increasing the reps as I go through the workout. Um, And then doing kind of like usually upper body days and lower body days and having two of those each a week so to go and doing kind of swinging kettlebells doing more conditioning stuff body weight stuff uh, a lot more sprints and running um, it was kind of different for me and I, I got onto it and, and, and enjoyed it for quite a while and then obviously as lockdown continued as we got into sort of you know certainly June July or late June July uh, again the lack of variety got to me and it kind of flitted between you know, maybe finding new workouts going oh wicked yeah great I'm going to give that a go and then go I'm bored now I'm, like, I'm fed up with doing the same stuff like over and over over again so to get back in the gym has been great and I feel like it probably gave me and having that time away gave me a new appreciation for the gym and everything I get out of going to the gym and training beyond you know the you know, getting stronger and things like that. I guess the mental side of it, the having time for me, like the gym for me is a time where I go and I can switch off a little bit. I can put some tunes in. I can, you know, get rid of some frustration. I can get rid of any, uh, I guess, stress, if you like. You can take it out on the weights. You know, I'm not one for hitting punch bags and things like that. Although, you know, recently I've been thinking about possibly doing stuff like that. Um, But it is, it's a place where you can go and sort your head out. You know, you, you feel like I can have control over it in times when like recently none of us have had a lot of control over large parts of our lives. The gym, getting back into that and getting back into structured training programs straight away, I guess is, uh, I've kind of found a new appreciation for it again. And it's, it's been really good to get back in there 
and to be able to follow a plan every week and being consistent with that the last few weeks has actually been really enjoyable. Um, so, like I said, I, I feel like a bit of the theme today is going to be talking about change because the year's been so mad and then because I've been so consistent with this, it felt like a good thing to talk about because it links well with the struggles that most people have with their diets. Because I say this a lot in terms of like, you're not stupid. Like, you know what you should be eating. You know that you should be going to the gym more often. That isn't your issue. If you went on Google, you could Google diet plans. You could Google uh, fat loss plan. You could Google muscle building plan. You could search for training programs. And there must be thousands, if not millions of hits you'd get when you when you search those things. And you could take your pick and choose whatever you needed to do. Um, you know, that isn't your problem. The problem isn't finding a diet. Your problem isn't finding training plans or not knowing what to do in the in the gym or not knowing what to do with your diet. Your problem is actually doing it. Just like my problem with the podcast over the last however many months, three or four months, hasn't been not having guests. That's just been an obstacle I've put in the way to stop myself doing it. You know, my problem hasn't been you know, people not being interested in what I've got to say. People might not be interested in what I've got to say, but that hasn't stopped me doing it. That's just something I've put, that's a story I've told myself in my head that stopped me uh, from doing it. And then you, like with your, like with me with this podcast, you build it up and build it up and go, oh, you know, you make it into a bigger thing and then you end up not doing anything about it. And the same thing happens with your diet. You put, you tell yourself these stories over and over again, they build up. And then you end up not doing anything with it and you, you know, the frustration builds and you end up on that slippery slope where, you know, fitness levels keep going down, your waistline probably keeps expanding and it just gets harder and harder to get into it. So with all the talk recently in the news about being the new normal and, you know, we're having to sanitize our hands everywhere, wear masks when we go out, stay two meters away from people, not meet up in groups of more than six and all this, this is kind of like the new normal uh, as as everything keeps saying in the news and whatever. It kind of, not it got me thinking, but it kind of hits good. That's exactly what we're trying to do with our diet and training. That's exactly what I'm, like my goal is with clients is to get them to create a new normal for themselves because, you know, like I just said, anybody, and this is one of the reasons people say that diets don't work, is people will go and do a diet, they'll do it for a period of time, and they'll either fall off the wagon and they'll regain any weight that they've lost, or they'll get to the end of it, they'll reach their goal, weight, size, whatever it is, they'll do their diet, come to the end of it, go back to normal again, and then within a year, two years, whatever, they've regained that weight and more. And so people use the stats from that and they go, diets don't work. And it's not that diets don't work, it's that either the diets people follow are ridiculous and you know like the people are starving themselves, they're swapping meals for shakes, they're doing all sorts of ridiculous things to try and, uh, you know, it's ridiculous methods to try and lose weight and get in better shape. So therefore they can't sustain it and they fall off the wagon or they get to the end of it and think, thank God that is over, give me a pizza. And then, of course, that happens again and again and again. And within a year, two years, they're back to square one again. What they don't do is create new habits. They don't create a new normal for themselves. And at the minute, I feel like certainly when clients come to me before they start out, for most people, what is normal is feeling rubbish, grabbing food 
on the go, not training, not going to the gym regularly, having probably sitting on the backsides at work all day, getting stressed, then coming home, having arguments with like the other half, kids, getting more stressed, then they're cracking open bottles of wine, cans of beers or whatever, and sitting in front of the TV, like trying to drink away their, their stress. So the waistlines are getting bigger, their health's going down, they feel rubbish, they feel sluggish, they feel lethargic, and that becomes normal to them. So then if they then go and follow a diet for a while, yeah, they'll feel better, but then when they can't sustain that diet, they don't create a new normal. They go back to, they get to the end of the diet and go, right, thank God for that, I've lost my weight, I can go back to normal again. And they hit the pizzas, they hit the beers, you know, they stop going to the gym, they don't create a new normal. So it's no wonder that they don't maintain the results. It's no wonder these stats show that diets don't work. And, you know, diets do work. People lose their weight in the first place. So diets work. It's that, you know, people don't maintain, they don't put habits in place. They don't create long lasting habits for themselves and they don't create a new normal. So that's, for me, I guess my goal when I work with clients, I'm not, you know, I don't like a lot of these, kind of I like before and afters don't get me wrong because it shows the hard work and things that people have put on and it makes people feel good when they see the changes in their body shape and like say people the weight doesn't like doesn't mean a lot like people say like oh yeah I'll be happy when I lose two stone it's like they're not they're not after it's not the number on the scales or the clothes size they fit into that makes them happy it's the way they feel about themselves when they when they're like that when they imagine themselves like in their heads being two stone light or doing whatever they want to do when they're in that body shape or you know being by the beach feeling confident looking great like running around with their kids having energy playing sport you know being the one their mates all want to want to look like and uh say oh you know wish i had your discipline to to train and to look great like that that's what they want to get they want to get that feeling about themselves so I guess what I want to talk about today is how we go about doing that. So my goal for clients is to get them there so that you know they get the, the before and afters, but then they can stay there. They have the knowledge. They have the, um, I guess, the understanding that they have the habits to be able to maintain it. And they don't then have like a before and after and then an after and after and an after after picture where they're back to square one or, or, or worse again. I hate that about the fitness industry where you see these mad transformations, but then you see somebody six, 12 months later and you know they've rebounded back again. So how do we go about creating change? How do we go about creating like long lasting habits and this kind of like new normal for ourselves? So the first thing we need to do is we need to make the habits that we want to get into conscious. So we, like long-term, like our habits, our good habits, we're trying to create a new lifestyle for ourselves and that has to be autonomous. It has to be stuff that we do every day. So kind of food prepping, you know, probably has to become like pretty autonomous. The way we do that, like the way we do our food shop, the the way we choose foods when we're out and about, you know, going to the gym just has to be almost like an autonomous part of that. It's something you do, like it might be, I don't know, Sunday night, might be a an evening where you you know you probably do stuff planning for the week for work but you probably you know automatically you will probably sort out your diet for the week you'll sort out when you go to the gym 
you know, on a, on a Monday morning, you put, you know, you put your gym bag by the door, you take it with you in the car. All that stuff will become autonomous, just like you do with your, with your kids when you're sorting them out for school, just like you do with, you know, stuff that you have on for, for work and the stuff that you need to do for work. It will become automatic. So then when you get up in the morning, you will have the same routine. Now, at the minute, it's just that that routine might not be serving you in the best way for your health. We've, trying to, we've got to consciously change that routine and put in new habits that are going to be better for you and you know they're going to improve your health they're going to improve the your diet they're going to improve the your body shape so we need to identify what these are so we, one of the things i like to do with clients is set like people are great at setting outcome goals we're great at going i want to lose two stone i want to be able to run a 10k in 45 minutes you know these are these things that we want to achieve People are great at going, that's what I want. That's what I want to be. But that doesn't, that tells you what you want to do. It doesn't, and it motivates you to maybe get you started. But after a bit, that can feel either, either it's a long way away or it's taking too long to get there. So we need behavior goals. So these are the things that like, if you did on a daily or weekly basis and you tick them off, they would move you towards that outcome goal. Okay. So I like to put them in there with clients so they have between three and five things that they do either every day or every week and they can tick them off each week and if they tick them off each week then they can reward themselves in some way if they want you know or if they if they hit a certain percentage say 80 percent over a month they go and book a massage or they go out watch a movie or go out for dinner or something like that that rewards them for their positive behavior because then that motivates them even more so by putting in these behavior goals and then consciously ticking them off, we start to create like new, like we're conscious about creating new habits and we're starting to put in the foundations for them. So these can be things like, it could be prep your food every night for the following day. It could be go to the gym and train three times a week. It could be hit 10,000 steps every day or or average 70,000 steps across the course of a week. Um, it could be drink two liters of water a day. It could be have a you know get be in bed by 10 p.m. So you put a focus on getting a good night's sleep. Whatever these behavior goals are, you'll know what the things you should be doing because you probably have the thought in your head of going, yeah, I really should be doing this, and then you just you just don't go about doing it. So you know I like to call them like that your non-negotiables. So what are the things that you need to do every day, every week to keep you moving forwards? And if you did nothing else other than these three or five non-negotiables, you know, it's been a good week. So we need to set some behavior goals. The second thing we need to do um, is make them convenient. So we need to make it easy to like uh, build good habits and we need to make bad habits more inconvenient so they're harder to do. So for example, like if you one of your habits was to go to the gym before work a way of making that more convenient is prep, um, packing your gym bag the night before and either putting it in the boot of your car or leaving it by the front door. Or if you was to go out for a run or a walk or something like that before work, leave your kit by your bed. So it's easy for you to, all you've got to do is roll out of bed, get into your kit and go. You know, you've not got to start, particularly as we're starting to get into shorter days, the mornings are getting uh, darker and things like that. You've not got to start rooting through your wardrobes and your drawers and things like that, trying to find a t-shirt, trying to find a jumper, trying to find tracky bottoms or shorts or whatever, trainers to to go out. Keep it as easy as you can to, to be able to 
um, follow these behaviors to put in place these new habits because here's the issue is what if you do once if you um, if you do these things like once so a good habit and you do it once you go to the gym once or you eat a salad once that doesn't have an impact you know you don't see a positive impact after doing it once you only see a positive impact after doing it for a few weeks or months and the same thing happens with a bad habit you don't see something you don't see any negative effects you don't start suddenly sprout a belly if you miss one gym session right but you, you feel all right oh, it doesn't matter if, if i miss one but then if you miss two it, oh, it makes it easier to miss two and that makes it easier to miss three and then a few weeks or months down the line then you start to see that your fitness levels have dropped you feel your energy levels you feel more sluggish you know you might start to see some weight going back on you know things like that you don't see an impact from good habits or bad habits for a few months down the line the consequences don't come out uh, for weeks or months down the line so you need to make good habits and these behavior goals really convenient for yourself to do and then like i've just said you need to track how often you're doing them so you need to ideally tick them off each every day every week whenever you do them and then if you're hitting at least 80 percent success rate reward positive success a bit like if you're training a dog you get it to sit you give it a treat if it does something positive you give it a treat now i'm not saying you give yourself a biscuit every time you do something good but our brain works on positive reinforcement however most of us like we don't reward positive behavior we expect it to happen and then if we do something wrong we beat ourselves up about it like if i use myself for example i played golf for the first time in ages the other week and it's kind of like i haven't played in probably a couple of years and it's almost like expected if you hit a good shot it's like great that's what i meant to do if you hit a bad shot you you know top it 10 yards or something like that and you're like what the hell you start beating yourself up about it it's like what, what did you expect you know you're not tiger woods you're gonna you're gonna top it and things like that whereas we should be going about it the other way you should be hitting a good shot and go oh yeah i am the man but you know, we, we we don't uh we don't go about it like that and the same thing happens with our diet we expect to be perfect with our diet all the time and then if we are then it's like well great it should have happened if we're not then it's like oh rubbish i'm so bad at that and you know we beat ourselves up about it we get all these negative emotions that come with it it's no wonder we can it and you know fall off the wagon so we need to track our behaviors and our success rate and we need to reward positive results this is why for me people need a coach like whether it's in you know in sport or whether it's in business or whether it's in you know diet and training and you know needing a personal trainer it isn't about you know finding out like yes you need kind of like you know advice and nutrition what to eat and how to make it um specific for you and yes you need or ideally you'd have training plans that are specific for you in the gym and that's obviously why i give clients and things like plans like that but it, that isn't what it's about so i hate it when people start messaging me and going oh can you do me a diet plan no you don't need that like i said before you can go and google that stuff the main reason people need a coach is to get them to do it, is to hold them accountable to doing it is to help them come up with strategies for how they make the diet work for them because obviously like if you ate more you know decent sources of protein so like lean meats oily fish 
loads and loads of veggies and some decent sources of carbs like potato, rice, and some healthy fats. If you did that most of the time and limited and just had little bits like a pizza at the weekend or a couple of beers at the weekend, you're obviously gonna lose like, you're gonna lose some weight. You're gonna start to get in better shape. You know that, that's why I said you don't need to, you don't need a coach to tell you that. You need the coach to help you do it. So how do you eat you know, nutrient-dense foods? How do you, how do you prep your meals so that you can go to work, you can get everything done there, you can come home, spend some time with family, with your, with your other half, with your kids, and not feel like your life, you know, you're becoming a slave to going to the gym, to, you know, clean eating, to, you know, the grind and the hustle and all the stuff like the, the bodybuilders and stuff like that put on, and the influencers and that put on social media. It's like, you know, you need a coach to, I guess, you know, help you put those those things in place. It's to help you do it in the most convenient way for you and then hold you accountable to doing it each day, each week. So you build those, uh, you know, those behavior goals, you put them in place, you make them convenient for yourself. And then over time, the more you do them, the more they become autonomous, the more they become part of your subconscious. And so you're more likely to do them for the long term. Okay. So that's it for today. I feel like I've gone along enough sort of, you know, we're coming up for half an hour of me talking on it. Yeah. I think it's probably enough. I don't want these to go on for, for ages, particularly the ones where it is just going to be me. If we get guests on and um, hopefully we will, then, you know, we might go on a little bit longer, but I think that's enough for now. So, um, just have to say thank you for listening. Um, if you have enjoyed it, please, uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Please leave us uh, a five-star rating and a review. Um, and like I said, if you do have any feedback, please feel free to message me. You can find me at Coach Rimmer on Instagram. You can find me at CoachRimmer.com on Facebook, or you can drop me an email on Andy at CoachRimmer.com. Uh, I would love to hear from you, get your thoughts on these, anything that you'd like to hear me cover, um, and, or any topics and things like that you'd like to hear me cover. Um, and you can also find out there about my one-to-one online coaching. We've got Project 12, a 12-week group um, coaching course that kicks off again in just under two weeks' time. Um, so yeah, you can find out about those there as well. And obviously, any questions or anything else you need help with, you can give me a shout on my socials as well. And I will speak to you soon.